favorite authors, friends, and guests explore the simpler side of life. Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Fertikowski. there. Welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host, Tracy Fredikowski. Each week, I'll bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. For this week's episode, we have USA Today bestselling author Jennifer Beckstrand, who will introduce us to the second edition of Amish Christmas Miracles Collection. Hello, Jennifer. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. It is my honor. I am so excited to talk to you about the Amish Christmas Miracles. Can you tell us all of the authors that contributed and um, when we can expect it to be released? All right. Well, it comes out November 9th. We have 10 authors this time, 10 of the authors who contributed Last time we had four drop out because like you had life happen to them, but um, we, so we have Adina Sempt and Mary Alford, Susan Lance Simpson, Ashley Emma, Dana Arlen, Lori Lowe, Serena B. Miller, Rachel J. Good, me and Jennifer Spredeman. So it's going to be a great collection, just an amazing bunch of authors so it's actually last year we did Amish Christmas Miracles so this year the collection is called more Amish Christmas Miracles so if you're looking for it that's what you can search well you know the the list of authors each one of those just about every one of them I've had on um, buggy talk so it was it was wonderful getting to know them personally and hearing their backstory so um, I can imagine that everyone that purchased that book last year is already biting at the bit to get their hands on it again. Yes, we had such great feedback. People just loved it. And I did too. The stories are all so much fun, just heartwarming, great Christmas reads. And they're short enough, you know, that you can read them in a few hours. You don't feel like you have to invest a lot of time, but each one is just so different and so fun. So I would love to know, do you have the title of each author's story? I do. Oh, please share them with us. Okay, so Adina, hers is The Amish Cowboy's Christmas. Sounds fun. It does. Mary Alfred's is Snowflake Wishes. Susan Lance Simpson is The Sweetest Gift. Ashley Emma's is Hosea's Christmas Miracle. That's um, after a Bible story, which is fun. Made to Order Christmas by Dana R. Lynn. Lori Lowe's is The Christmas Letter. Um, Serena B. Miller's is Joseph's Christmas Box. Rachel J. Goods is No Room at the Inn. Jennifer Spredeman's is Unlikely Singing. And mine is Huckleberry Hill Secret Santa. So we're going to really dig in a little bit more of, into the project. But before we do that, let me set the stage a little bit and just read a little synopsis of what you'll find in more Amish Christmas miracles. Okay. Okay, great. All right. Discover more miracles in Amish country. Curl up in front of the fire, 
wrap yourself in a fluffy blanket, and treat yourself to this collection of romantic Christmas stories by some of your favorite Amish fiction authors. Whether it's a snowy lane in the moonlight, a sleigh ride across the glistening snow, or a cozy Christmas celebration next to a crackling fire, you'll find yourself falling in love and believing in Christmas miracles. Now, doesn't that just make you want to curl up with that book right now? It does, yes. It does. does. So you are a big factor in pulling this project together and all of the authors, including myself when you did it last year, are so appreciative of all the hours you spent making this project happen. Tell us, how long does it typically take you to put a project together like this? It's a lot of steps. I'm trying to think when we first started with Amish Christmas Miracles, the first one, Uh, I believe we started in January of 2020. We got all the authors together, did a lot of exploration to see who was, who wanted to join with us in the collection. And for me, the biggest part was just getting everything organized and then figuring out marketing, doing ads, Amazon ads, Facebook ads, book bug ads. Uh, Jennifer Spreadman and I had had kind of teased this idea for a couple of years, and I just really wanted to uh, get on the USA Today bestseller list. And I said, if we do this project, that's um, one of my main goals. Of course, the main goal is to just give something so fun to the readers that they could just really enjoy. But the other goal was to make the USA Today bestseller list. And so it was a ton of work getting all of that set up because I don't know anything about Amazon ads or BookBub ads, but I learned a lot. It was just a great learning experience. So it was a lot of work. This second one is has been a little bit less work because we're not going for the USA Today bestseller list because we've already made it. Yay. So this time it's just we wanted to do a collection for the readers that would expose them to lots of different writers and just, again, a Christmas gift for everybody because it's such a fun book. You know, I I bought a few extra copies when it came out last year, and I gave them as Christmas presents, and they were perfect. My the people that I gave them to just absolutely adored them. So, oh yeah, yeah. I am certain that this second edition will do just as well as the first one did. I I'm sure it will too. It will. It will. Just loved it. So. So I have to ask, did the readers from last year have a lot of say in whether you were going to go ahead and do a second edition? You know, not really. We definitely got so much great feedback. So probably, see, I said not really, but probably almost the whole thing was because of the readers, because they just loved the first one so much. So, yeah, I guess they did. We did have some say, oh, you know, we want to see another one. and. So that's uh, definitely one of the reasons we did it. We just love working together, too. We we had so much fun the last time. Um, I remember we, you were on that call when we did a Zoom call with all the authors who were writing the 
the first book. I was. And it was so fun just to to get to know everybody. So it was a lot of fun. That's to me, that's one of the funnest things about this project and other projects is just the people you get to work with. And Amish authors are like the best people in the world. They're so fun, so kind, and just so loving. It's really fun. Yeah, I had a ball at that Zoom meeting. And like I said, I was heartbroken that I had to step back from the project this year. But that takes me to my next question. So do you think your readers are going to be able to convince you to do a third edition? (laughs) Oh, listen to you, Google. So I don't know. This year, I it's been a little bit hard because my daughter gets married on Friday, and um, so it's been busier. And all of us have, you know, we have many different projects going on. But um, I don't know. We'll have to see. We we you know we might be talked into something because <laughs> it is really fun. It is fun, and you know. Our readers enjoyed it so much last year. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that the readership will grow over time, depending on how many how many editions you do. But I certainly would think you wouldn't completely take it off the table. You know, that is actually a good point, because if it becomes this kind of tr- Christmas tradition, that actually is a really fun idea. I would well, think I'll it think would be, and that. you can, and you can definitely count me in. I would not step back again. <laughs> I already <laughs> regretted not, not, not finding the time to um, put it on my schedule. So yeah, yeah. Well, it'll ask be. Me, ask me after the wedding and then <laughs> I can we tell you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So <laughs> I'm sure you have a group of really talented authors on board, and I bet a lot of them have some great ideas how they're going to get it out to the readers. Tell us what you have planned to promote um, this Christmas story. Well, and like I said, we're doing less than we did last time. Um, for sure, we'll, we'll run some ads, bookbub ads, and um, different things. We're um, really hitting Facebook hard. We have a Facebook group, Amish Christmas Miracles group, and we've already had a party, you know, launch party, pre-order launch party, and different things. I'm sure that that will continue. So mostly it's about uh, you know, subscribing to our newsletters and, and joining us on that Facebook group. It's where a lot of stuff gets posted. Well, I have to tell you, and I'm sort of just going to throw this out there. And if I say it publicly, <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to make it happen. But why don't you let me host a Facebook live with all the authors? Oh, that'd be fun. Wouldn't it, it- be Yes, just on your Facebook page. Yeah, on my Facebook page. We'll, but but we'll be able to send it out to all of our readers on all of our email list, and it'll be live. They'll actually get to hear from each one of the authors, and maybe I'll have a question or two about each one of them for each one of them. But we will talk more about it when we're done recording your okay. interview. That's but um, I, yeah, I think that our readers would love that or the readers, not our readers, because I'm not in on this one, but the readers in general would love, love, love a Facebook Live to um, get to know each one of the authors a little bit more personal. 
Oh, I think they would too. I, you know, I have never done a Facebook Live, so that would be really fun. There we go. Well, I have, so <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make okay. it happen. Okay. So let me just ask you, you know, when you first started to do this collection in 2020, what inspired you to to do this project? I'm sure that maybe Jennifer Spreaderman and you got together, like you had said, but what else inspired you to do such a big project? Well, I, so I'm traditionally published, my Amish are traditionally published, and I saw a lot of the really fun things that the self-published are doing, and just kind of having more control over what you write, and when you release, and the people you work with, and so that was very attractive to me. I kind of wanted to try the whole self-publishing thing. I had a story I wanted to get out and self-publish. And um, so that was part of it. Another part of it, again, was just working with great people like Jennifer Spreadman, who is amazing, and Rachel Good, who is amazing. I love both of them so much. Again, you know, trying for that USA Today bestseller list, that was that was a big one for me too. But it's been really fun just to give our readers something kind of different, but really fun. Like we said, the readers enjoyed it. That probably, you probably didn't even realize how much the readers were going to enjoy it until it was done and published. And we had such a great response from it. Or you had to do a second edition because (laughs) the readers wouldn't have stopped asking for it. (laughs) Yes, I think the second edition was, well, maybe it was, I can't remember. I think it was Jennifer Spreadman's idea mostly because my daughter was getting married and I thought, Oh, I don't know if I can do this, (laughs) but she, she thought it was a great idea and I thought it was a great idea too. So I'm glad she kind of pushed us into doing that. Oh, good. Well, let's talk a little bit about your story. My next book that comes out is first Christmas on Huckleberry Hill. And it's set in the 1950s and it's the story about Anna and Felty Helmuth, it's their love story. So they are my matchmaking couple in the matchmakers of Huckleberry Hill. So in the matchmakers of Huckleberry Hill, they're in their 80s and they're trying to matchmake all their grandchildren. In First Christmas on Huckleberry Hill, it's their love story. So that was really fun. And then for the more Amish Christmas miracles, I decided that I wanted to do the story of Anna's brother because there's a, so it's also set in the fifties. There's a girl, her name's Rosie. And she was, she was a source of conflict between Anna and Felty in first Christmas on Huckleberry Hill. And she was very unlikable. And so I wanted to do kind of a redemption story about how she sees that she's been unlikable and sees that she's not a good person and how she changes. And so Anna's brother, who really doesn't like her because he saw how she treated his sister, Elmer, he's he's kind of roped into helping her with this this secret Santa thing, she changes and he comes to really love her because of the changes she's made. It's a really fun story. I love redemptive stories and 
I love making unlikable people likable. <laughs> so that's what my story is about. She realizes that nobody likes her. And so Elmer just happens to see her out crying one night. She's sitting out on the porch and he he goes out and he tries to comfort her, even though he doesn't like her. And she says, will you help me? I'm going to do a kind of a secret Santa thing for everybody in the district and just try to serve and love them. And it's just, it's really a fun story about how they, they go about doing that. And they enlist Elmer's little brother, Isaac, who enjoys making a lot of mischief. So he, like he steals people's pans out of their house so that Rosie can fill them with food. <laughs> so it's, it's really fun. You love to write about little boys. So I do. Oh, you do. You, you're always pulling a, a, a little tyke in. So I love that. So go ahead and share with us your first couple, your first page or, or an important part of the story with us. Dragging his feet as if he were going to the dentist. Elmer stepped into Josiah Burkholder's house and removed his coat and hat. His three brethren did the same. Isaac, aged 20, entered the room like a bull in a china closet. Owen was less sure of himself and painstakingly polite. Uriah looked wide-eyed and eager. He probably wouldn't make a peep all night except to sing. From across the room, Elmer saw Josiah's shoulders sag when he caught sight of Isaac. Elmer clenched his teeth. Nobody especially liked seeing Isaac at a gathering. He was loud, obnoxious, and ate more than his share of treats. Josiah was one of the ministers in the district, and he and his frau, Edna, were hosting tonight's youth gathering. A dozen young people were already there, milling around the great room, laughing and talking with each other. The smell of warm pretzels and hot coffee filled the air, and a cheery fire crackled in the massive stone hearth that took up one whole wall of the Burkholder's great room. Pine boughs tied with red ribbon sat on the mantel, and an unlit lantern sat atop the branches. The sharp, clean scent of pine hung in the air with the coffee and pretzel smells. Several bright kerosene lanterns hung from hooks around the room, and combined with the fire, they made the space bright and inviting. The room looked and smelled decidedly like Christmas. Elmer closed his eyes and drew in a deep breath. He would savor the warmth and the smells and the soft murmur of voices while he had the chance. Isaac would ruin everything soon enough. You did great at describing. I had my eyes closed where you were reading that. <laughs> so I could really vision the room and the way it smelled and the way it and way it felt. So I love that part. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, so welcome. again, why don't you remind us again when it will be released and where it can be found? So more Amish Christmas Miracles will be released November 9th, and it's going to be released in ebook and paperback, but exclusively on Amazon. That's where you will be able to find it. So, okay. Well, I'm sure our, our listeners will, is it up for pre-order now? It is. Okay. Not, the, not the paperback, but the, uh, the ebook is up for pre-order right now. So yes, it's only $2.99. So it's very affordable. And yes, you'll definitely want to get your copy. So I have a few questions for you and you can just rattle off the top of your head. The first thing that comes to mind. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. How many authors from either of the collections have you met personally? 
let's see. I've met Lenora Worth and Jennifer Spredeman and Rachel Good. That's all that I've met in person. You, you've talked to us all on the phone. Talked to you all on the phone. Okay. Lori Lowe and I did an interview. Um, we've done two interviews together, so I feel like I know her really well. She's delightful. Everybody's delightful. So, yeah. But those are the only three I've met in person. And I would love, we need to get together. We do. <laughs> we do. And you, and I think you just, you just answered my next question. I wanted to ask who you knew the best. It was Lori that you knew. Lori, the best. Well, or maybe Jennifer, probably Jennifer and Rachel, just because we have been on the phone with each other, like so much we've spent, we've spent several hours together uh, over the phone. So, <laughs> well, anytime you pull a big project, like this together it takes more than one head and I know that Jennifer and Rachel and yourself were the driving force behind this project so I'm sure you spent lots of time together <laughs> if, if if only on the phone yes we did and I, I text them and say can we please just have a call because I really <laughs> need to run some things past you guys and, and I usually am the one who was like oh what is what is happening is this gonna work oh no I'm freaking out and you know, they would talk me down. Rachel is very calm and she would always talk me down from stuff. So, <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. So out of all of these authors that authors that you've worked with over the last couple of years, who could you say you'd like to spend the afternoon with? Oh, wow. That is a good question. And you know, what? I'm putting you on the spot and you I know that. On the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't pick one. I'd say just all of them. Everybody is so much fun. Everybody's so fun. Well, that leads me to my next question. So when I was putting some questions together for your interview, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if all of these authors got together sometime before, not this Christmas, at, at some point, get together before the holidays and did an author event. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, that would be so wonderful. We are spread far and wide. I'm in Utah. Adina is in um, California. But most everybody else is kind of on the East Coast. Eastern side. Ashley's, I think Ashley M is in Maine. Maine. She's in Maine. She's in Maine. Uh, mm -hmm. And, so, and Jennifer Spetterman is in Indiana. I'm in South Carolina. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, are, I would love an author. That'd be so fun. Wouldn't that be, and like around Christmas time, like early November or something. So now that we've put that out there for everyone to hear, I bet we're going to hear from some of our readers. It's like, okay, you mentioned it. When's it going to happen? But I, I would believe we would have to get through all this COVID stuff before we could even think about something like that. But um, yeah, I just I think guess. it would be exciting, isn't it? Yes, I would love that. Although I, well, November would be okay. I was going to say, I don't relish being, you know, in like Indiana in December. It's really cold. The first no, time we, I went to We'll have to pick a warm state. Yes. Well, the first time I went to Pennsylvania, I, um, I went there in January and it was, oh, it was so cold. I thought, and I really, I really felt for the Amish. I thought, oh, they don't have heaters. They're just so, oh riding around in those buggies. I, I really felt sorry for him. <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, Pennsylvania and Indiana and all of those Northeastern states um, are so pretty in the fall 
that maybe yeah. it would be a October event instead of okay. a December event or a November event before before the snow hit. And then it would just be beautiful. It would be a great kickoff to the holidays. Yes, it would. So we will we will have to we will have to keep that in mind. Yes. Again, ask me after the wedding. <laughs> and maybe next year or the year after when yeah. um, all this COVID stuff is over. So, well, Jennifer, I want to thank you so much for spending time with me this week. And I look forward to hearing more about your future projects here on the Buggy Talk. This wraps up this episode. Is there anything that you would like to say before we close? I don't think so. Oh, well, except thank you, readers. We just love our readers. You are so amazing and so supportive and we wouldn't be where we are without you so thank you so much and I couldn't agree more mm -hmm. so that wraps up this episode and I encourage all of you to visit my website at tracyfredikowski.com to see a complete list of your favorite Amish fiction authors and all the great books they add to the Amish landscape 